Hola. What's up, man? <laughs> yeah, this What's up? Hola. <laughs> what up, what up? Welcome to the Known Part Podcast. Did, uh, did I intru- introduce you guys last last week? It I mean, matter. they know who we are, bro. No, they don't. It, it don't matter. We're nobody. We're, nobody. <laughs> We're not important. <laughs> That's why it don't matter. What episode is this? 42? We ain't do that in a while, nah, 43, man. I'm I think. No, nah, I think it's 42. Right, last week 42? was 41. Whatever, man. I don't know. Episode 42. Lost Sounds count. good. It's, e- it's easier when we go by the chapters because we know what chapter we're in in Genesis. Mm. Chapter, what, 14? We're in 14 this week. All right. But before we get, you know, before we get into the word. Chill, let's get into the word. What's popping? Let's do an inch. What's popping? Mm. Everything good? Everything good? Nothing, man. Just chilling. Yeah. <laughs> you see, we, you don't we, want you don't want we, Christian knees, so we, I ain't got we, nothing for we you. Hanging in there, hanging in there, hanging in there. Praises are going up. Oh man! And go ahead, what? go ahead, go ahead. Blessings the the blessings come down. <laughs> go ahead, you guys can sing. <laughs> we ain't got no songs. We ain't got we no songs. Yo, Angel, you ain't got a song. Angel's Angel's got a song. Got a song. Mean, you know me because I never know the when words. When the praises go up. <laughs> the glory oh, really come down. down. Yeah, you know like the song. I don't like that one. How you don't like that? I mean, song? I like it, but I don't really know it. Oh, oh okay. I thought okay. you said you know all the worship songs. I, yo, come on, bro. Right. I don't. I love to worship, but I don't know all of them. All right, man. Right. So why you don't blast him when he on, when he not on on his thing? But when Devo Mike don't got nothing, I get blasted. You see, you see the favoritism in here, but I ain't res- gonna say nothing. I'm man. a respecter of men. <laughs> respect the persons in here, man. He's supposed to get blasted too, man. That's his office right there. You know what? Him was kick, kicking me this morning, though. What? I woke up. I was just singing for some reason. Rock of Ages. Mm. That's yeah. an old hymn. I don't know the whole thing. I had to go into YouTube and have it play because I don't know the words to any song. How does it start? Start. It's the Rock of Ages. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he looked at us like you're done. You're not going to embarrass you know me. He, he saw he had the floor. I was like, why is everybody quiet? You know I, mean? yeah, I was like, you're not going to embarrass me on here, dog. You're not going to do it. That was a smart move. That was a real smart move. Uh, All right, well, let's just let's just get into uh, chapter 14. Let's go over chapter 13, you know, kind of recap what we went over or what kind of, um, how chapter 13 kind of spoke, spoke to you personally. If you got a chance to meditate over it, mm. <clears throat> um, just, just how, um, you know, Abram, the Lord, I know I stressed it last episode, but how the Lord lifted his eyes, you know, and um, kind of just reassured him about the promise again. <clears throat> Went through the promise with him again, mm-hmm. and it's like every time he goes through the promise with him, I, I don't know, it gets more. I don't know if he elaborates more yeah. or it kind of gets more, cli- details. More, details more details comes out and it gets clearer and just how faithful God is to us when we're not faithful. Like I'm, I, I'm, I'm so grateful that God is faithful that, you know, he, when he gives a promise, when he makes a covenant, he's, you know, he can't lie. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not a man that he could lie, that God is faithful. He's true. And how we can always lean on him. Because we're just seeing Abram, you know, just failures in his life. But God always seems, every time Abram seems to come back and, you know, does the altar, calls upon God, God is always there. It's not one time God wasn't there where he's like, well, God, where are you? Nah, 
God is always there. And, you know, it just shows how a lot of times it's us that's moving away from God. It's not mm-hmm. God moving away from us. You know, God is exactly where he always is going to be. But, you know, through our actions and our disobedience and our lack of faith, we we go to Egypt, you know, mm-hmm. so to say, you know, we'll go to Egypt and. But God is just faithful. So just seeing God again, reiterate these things. And like even now with the liberty, like, you know, we discussed just the north, the south, the east, the west. And he's like, go walk, you know, like go through the land, walk through it. Like if you got to go through that, go through, you know, and God did that. Like he he gave him the promise. And this time he was like, yo, go walk. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's yours. Like enjoy it, you know, survey it, you know, see that it's real. You know what I like too, it's a, about the altar as well, is that, you know, there's always something we can go back to that the Lord did in our lives. But one thing I noticed too is the first couple times that he made made the altar, um, God had initiated the conversation, right? So God spoke to him. And then over here, after he left Egypt, um, he came to the altar, Abram, and he called upon the name of the Lord, mm-hmm. looking for God. You so know, so there are some times where, we may feel like God is not speaking to us or God is not there, but he's always there. He's always willing to listen to us. He's always, he always makes that appointment. You know, whenever, um, you know, I'm in a place, you know, where I'm, I haven't been studying the word or doing something for a few days. I love when the Lord just miraculously shows up, you know, and, and speaks to me. But there are those times where I have to initiate that. And I see that Abram did that um, in the beginning of 13 when he can't, went back to the altar that he built. Mm, that was a good point. I just think that uh, the will of God will n- never lead you where the grace of God cannot keep you. Mm, that's a bar. Yeah, you've been dropping bars lately, man. No. I think I counted like three in the past three weeks. Now I've been count- I've been keeping count. I'm gonna write that down. Yeah, man, you've been dropping a couple bars. Say that. Say that again. I said, the will of God will never lead you. <laughs> This. Where the grace of God <laughs> cannot keep you. Fire. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, where you be stealing them bars from? No, I'm just funny. <laughs> Holy Ghost, man. That's his ghost rider. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, but we left off with Lot, you know, pitching his tent towards Sodom. And, you know, it was clear. You know, verse 13, it says, But the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. Mm. Like, this, that was the characteristics of the people of Sodom they were ex- it said exceedingly you mm-hmm. know it wasn't light this is you know this was heavy they, they was into heavy things over there and they said it was against God mm. you know like like these like their attitude towards God was just you know it was hateful like I, I feel like they just had something against God it was sinful against the Lord like the way they were living and what was going on in that city it was it was bad B like real bad Echoing Genesis 6, right? Echoing that um, environment, that atmosphere. Uh, people hating God. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and it was evident. So they knew about it. This wasn't a mystery where they got there and be like, oh, we didn't know. It was known, right? These cultures, mm-hmm. these these things that were happening in these different cultures was, was known. It's public knowledge. People just knew about it. So, you know, we... we we kind of beat on Lot last week, so we're not going <laughs> to beat on him anymore this week for now. So, um, yeah, let's go into 14. 
and see what we find in there. Mm. Well, let's yeah. go. Uh, let's go one, two, seven. <clears throat> and it came to pass in the days of Amraphel, king of Shinar, Ariok, king of Elisar, Chedorlaomer, king of Elam, and Tidal, king of nations, that they made war with Bera, king of Sodom, Bersha, king of Gomorrah, Shinab, king of Adma, Shemeber, king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, that is Zor. All these joined together in the valley of Sidim, that is the Salt Sea. Twelve years they served Chedorlaomer, and in the thirteenth year they rebelled. In the fourteenth year, I hate that name. Chedorlaomer. Yeah, I'm gonna just say yo, Chi. In the fourteenth year, Chi and the kings that were with him came and attacked Rephaim in Ashtoreth. Karnaim, the Zuzim in Ham, the Emim in Sheva Kiriathim, and the Horites in their mountain of Seir, as far as El Paran, which is by the wilderness. Then they turned back and came to En Mishpat, that is Kadesh, and attacked all the country of the Amalekites, and also the Amorites who dwelt in Hazazan Tamar. Mm-hmm. And where am I reading to? Just seven, right? Nah, yeah, that's good. Okay. Um, kings, um, <clears throat> head of regions, head of territories. Uh, I think this is the first time war is mentioned in the Bible. Right? We're seeing an alliance of different groups <clears throat> coming together to start um, a battle, right? So we got we got the four eastern kings, right? And then there was this other group of kings that were near the Dead Sea area. So those those four, those kings, those the other five kings, they started to rebel because they got tired of being under the four kings, right? Maybe, you know, they didn't want to pay the tribute anymore, pay the taxes, whatever it is, but. They was like, we going to rebel. So that first section kind of just named the kings. And this, you know, I, I'm thinking back to the Tower of Babel mm-hmm. and the separation and the different families forming these different nations. And now these nations, you know, separated by language barrier and now, um, you know, developing their own culture. And now you see... You see tension. Right? You you starting to see wars. You starting to see alliances, and it's still happening to the till this day. Mm-hmm. Different nations, different leaders, alliances being formed and warring and fighting. Mm-hmm. It was from back. It was happening from back then. All right. Yep. Um. Any any thoughts? Anything? The only thing I want to plug in is that. Um, this is actual uh, true history because there's historical evidence of this. They actually found the signet ring of uh, Chateau mm. And they said that it's like in the British Museum or something like that where they actually found a signet ring with his name. So so these are actual real kings. So this is a historical document that we're reading here That's with crazy. truth. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. I mean, we could just read on from 8 to 12. <clears throat> and the king of Sodom, the king of Gomorrah, the king of Adma, the king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, that is Zor, went out and joined together in battle in the valley of Sidim against Shedalamar, king of Elam, Tidal, king of nations, Amraphel, king of Shinar, and Arioch, king of Elisar. Four kings against five. Now the valley of Sidim was full of asphalt pits, and the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled. Some fell there, and the remainder fled to the mountains. Then they took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their provisions and went their way. They also took Lot, Abram's brother's son, who dwelt in Sodom, and his goods and departed. So now, the four eastern kings, they're like, all right, this insurrection, this rebellion is happening, and we're not having it. So now they left their location, so they're coming down to these other regions, and they're just wrecking, you know what I'm saying? Pillaging, you know, punishing them, warring with them. So in this section, we read about them meeting up at this area where there is, what, tar pits? Mm-hmm. Right. And obviously, you know, the king of Sodom and all all the rebellious kings, the the insurrectionists, you know, they got ran out. Right. They got defeated. So they ran. So then the four eastern kings was like, all right, whatever. We won the battle. We're taking everything. Right. So they usually take the booty, pillage the place, mm-hmm. take everything, take the people. Mm-hmm. Now you guys are enslaved and y'all coming with us. Mm-hmm. And then we see. Um, Lot, who originally pitched his tent near Sodom, right? Now he's in Sodom. Mm-hmm. Now he's in there. Now he's uh, all up in that mess. He's in the mix, mm-hmm. and now he's a prisoner. Yeah, prisoner he's he's been kidnapped. All his stuff, you know. Um, they say his goods. And departed. I don't know if he was married at the time or if he, but dog, he's he's a prisoner right now. Mm. So we've seen the effects. Now we've seen the effects. We're beginning to see the effects of like his decision when you know when he was following his heart and following his eyes. Yeah, you know the deception of his own heart, and then you know and making decision off of that, and not making his decision off of the Lord. Yeah, he followed his heart and put him on the outskirts of sin. Right. Right. And then. Something happened where we find him all up in the mix, all up in the sinful wickedness of that city. I mean, it, the allure is gonna is gonna attract you in. Yep. Right. It was the allure that even got him close to pitching his his tent towards Sodom. Yep. Right. You think you're strong and you gotta. You, it's not gonna go the other way. Right. Mm-hmm. It's only gonna progress as you get closer and closer to, um, you know, sin. That's why when you play around with sin, it's 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 gonna, you know, eventually trap you and trap you, right. and you're gonna be stuck in there, and you're gonna have to deal with the consequences of that, mm. you know. Yeah, and you always hear that, you know, those those examples. Um, like I hear a pastor like Gunjo Fosh when he gives the example: if you take a, um, a pack of wild dogs and you take a domesticated dog and you mix them with the pack of wild dogs you know will those wild dogs become domesticated or will the domesticated dog become wild 
you know it's a clear example like so that's what sin does you you try to play like you're saying you try to play with it you want to play you know tote the line you right. know and think there's a gray area or even sometimes you know when people lie to themselves oh i'm gonna go into that you know, i'm gonna go into that bar right that you know that scripture and i'm gonna and i'm gonna give them the gospel you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I'm going to walk in there. I'm going to, because I'm thinking a lot, probably think, yo, you know what? I'm going to get in here. I'm going to get into this position and I'm going to use my position. I'm going to change Sodom, maybe. I don't know. I'm, there's speculation. That's possible. But yeah. I'm wondering, like, he could have had all these things. It probably could have been good intentions, but then what? It started swallowing him up and now we've seen the effects of it. But sometimes we can think, you know, where our hearts are deceiving us and we're thinking we're going to do something. We're going to mm -hmm. change something. We're going to make a stamp and, you know, and then it goes the wrong way. So I agree with you in that, you know, obviously we have other books that are commentaries yeah. to Lot's life. So he was uh, he was preaching, but it doesn't look like it was effective. Right. Because you weren't supposed to be there. That's not what the Lord called you to do. Mm -hmm. But he was there, mm -hmm. right? Um, and again, we read that he became, he identified with the people. Yeah. Meaning he had a prominent seat within that, you know, that place within Sodom, like was almost a leader? a leader or part of the government or mm. he was he was really involved with the city, you know, despite of what was going on. And maybe he was that one light that was trying to bring out change. there trying, you know, we re we read that he was um, his spirit was vexed. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. The whole time. But maybe it was ineffective because that's not that wasn't the will of God for you. Right. Like you were you weren't supposed to be there. Let's say if it was the will of God, then it would have been uh what's that other place? With my man Jonah. Oh Nineveh. Nineveh. It would have been a Nineveh. Well, you never know. I mean, like, for example, look at look at Jeremiah. You know, it was the will of God to be preached, but nobody can you know, nobody repented. So True. But uh, you know, we still see this battle but we know for sure right this wasn't the will of god because yeah. of how everything Thing came went, about right. right right how the lord described it we know but you know with jeremiah the lord is showing like yo these people they're donezo yeah mm. you know they're not willing to to turn their hearts right right and you know we we get the insight so yeah with with lot like i mean the lord describes his heart in the chapter before you know why did you pitch your tent towards sodom because of the lush green land you know your eyes was you know it was the lust of the eyes mm. you know and you know that's how it started so you know if it starts bad most likely it's going to end bad you know that's not that's not all the time but for the most part that's how it usually ends so you know it's natural progression like you said the allure of the city Mm -hmm. You know, the allure of just what Sodom was about. But God made it clear that it was wicked. Yeah. But, you know, because of what you wanted, because of um, the lust of your, your eyes and how your heart, you know, wanted this land, dog, you compromised. And that's what it was. You know, he compromised, you know, his integrity. He compromised who he was because of what he wanted. Right. And and this is the results of it. You know, it's interesting when you said like when in the commentary way it says how his spirit is vexed, you can see that um he's he was vexed because he's doing it out of the flesh because we see that he was, you know, he looked up and he saw and then, you know, he had an attraction. So now 
it is through the flesh that he was moving and not through the spirit. Mm-hmm. So through the flesh, anything that you do through the flesh, yep. it could never be blessed. And it, and at the same time, you will never be satisfied. You could see that he wanted to be there. He wanted to make a change. But right. anything that you do in the flesh could never satisfy you. He was never in a place of peace. That's why he was vexed, you know, because that flesh is a bottomless pit. And that's how come God says, yo, you got to render that flesh dead. You got to mm. kill it. Because you will never be able to satisfy it. There's no satisfying. It has to be through the spirit. And I'm wondering, and that's why I said I'm wondering if it's like it never mentioned he had gold or silver. You're right. And like you know, maybe you you're growing up with your uncle. You're seeing your uncle's wealth. Like I said, he you're coming up, and maybe this was an opportunity to gain some wealth. You know, you go inside the city, you move and shake, you shake some hands, you get into some meetings. Because you want to build your wealth. You want to be like your uncle. But again, it's it's it was done in the flesh. Mm. You know, it wasn't done through the Lord. You know, it started in the flesh and you're seeing the results. This is how it ends where you lose everything now. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. now you're a prisoner of war and you lost everything. So whatever you 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 might have gained in that process of pitching your tent towards Sodom and even going into Sodom. You, you might have lied. He, I think he lied to himself. Like, I'm going to go in the city. I'm going to move yeah. and shake. I'm going to build my wealth. And, you know, while you're there, you're seeing the wickedness. You're like, ah, I'm not going to involve myself with that. I'm just got to, I'm going to go in there. It's going to be all business. Yeah. I'm just going to handle my business and I'm going to leave. Nah. You know, that was, you was out of the will of the Lord from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Your motives was wrong from the very beginning. And so he knew, blessed. you know, the people were wicked. You're dealing with wicked people. They got to act up. All right, we got to rebel. Right, the leaders of that place is, mm-hmm. is rebel. Now you're in trouble because you're in the mix. You get captured. So now let's, let's read on mm-hmm. to uh, 17. Then one who had escaped came and told Abram the Hebrew, for he dwelt by the terebinth tree of Mamre, the Amorite, brother of Eschol and brother of Aner. And they were allies with Abram. Now when Abram heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his 318 trained servants who were born in his own house and went in pursuit as far as Dan. He divided his forces against them by night, and he had his servants attack them and pursued them as far as Hobah, which is north of Damascus. So he brought back all the goods and also brought back his brother Lot, and his goods, as well as the women and the people. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him at the valley of Sheva, that is, the king's valley, after his return from the defeat of Shedolomer and the kings who were with him. Mm-hmm. Yo, this is a different Abram. <clears throat> Yo, 318 trained servants, bro. That's serious. Yo. Like, Look, that's and that's your that's your train that's your that's your security that's your army, you know. Could you imagine the the how much he had responsibility for? Like how much people were under him, right? You know. Compare this. <laughs> compare this Abram to the one we read in twelve. That went to Egypt and was scared. No, 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 no. You ain't getting off the hook that easy. <laughs> no, I'm trying to. I'm trying to show you the no, progression. No, no. Well, listen. All I see here ahead, is Andrew. a dude who got tight and and when his his uh, nephew was snatched up by uh, uh what four or five kings and he and then he got all gangster and was like let's go get him back 
But this same dude let his wife get taken off by exactly. a couple Egyptians. Damn. Yo, B, you know how you? <laughs> so y'all looking at it like, yo, he's a changed dude. No, 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 no. That's your okay. wife, fam, that you let... You ain't getting off the hook so like that. So he don't man. get forget. There's no forgiveness. You will get so forgiveness by God. Wait, wait, wait. So you telling me there's no progression? Right. Progression of what? His faith. What? What this had to do with faith? Let's talk about the two people, right? That were involved: his wife and then his nephew. He got all gun hold to go get his nephew back when he let his wife get snatched up. Bro, the right. reason he was able to go get his nephew is because of, of what, what happened with his Egypt. wife. Yeah. Mm, nah, I don't know. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> when you all y'all acting like three hundred is crazy. 300 to going up against an army where there was like well, four we don't or know, five. We don't know how many. We don't know the army size. All right. They just listed like four or five armies fighting each other, four or five other kings. They had more than 300 But people. what was the difference? Yeah. What did he realize at that point? At this point? Yeah. What, what did he realize? You tell me what he realized. God is with him. Where, it, where did it specifically say that before he went? And got all his 318 No, I'm giving, you the, I'm giving you the example. 14. I'm giving you the example in chapter 12. I mean, when chapter, he went to Egypt, God was with him, right? But out of fear, he moved out of fear over there. Mm-hmm. And God showed him like, yo, I got you. I'm going to protect you. Even though you messed up, I'm going to protect you. And I believe the lesson that he learned over there and us seeing him willing to humble himself and sacrifice, Right? his possession to his nephew in order to keep the peace, in order to love him. And then him getting to this point where this guy, your brother, because you call him your brother, get kidnapped. And him, where was he? He was in the same spot. He was still near the altar. He was still (laughs) fellowshipping with God. So now when that, when that, how did that dude escape? Right. And get out and was able to come back and tell him, like, yo, they kidnapped your nephew. And the thing is, Duke was, and this Abram is prepared. Like 318 trained, trained servants. And it and it stresses that. So yeah. it's like, you know, I'm like, he, he was there, whole bunch of kings. He knows that there's madness all around. You know that your nephew is over there in Sodom. Dog, you know what's going on. To have these servants trained, like that you means, knew it was like the yeah. probably was hostile. You know, there's beef going between these kings. Think, For you yeah. to be prepared, dog, that's God, B. Of like course. he was prepared yeah, for that, B. Right. So, mm. so, so, <laughs> go, no, go ahead, Ash. Break go ahead. I got to hear how you break it down. Yeah, go ahead, bro. All I'm saying is, one, he didn't seek the, the face of the, he didn't seek God in this decision before he went to go get his, his, nephew back right there's no mention that he's he was seeking the lord's will or the, he um, found he found him at the at the at the tree the yeah, altar. but where was he That's he was in the place he was living right he was living by the terebin tree right that was where the that, altar was okay he was the living there right? right so he was living so in worship okay i mean if that's what you want to say okay I think all i'm saying is, and it stresses uh, these places yeah like, okay like it stressed yeah. where where he found him right okay Okay. And I all right, I get that. But all I'm saying is the way he he had spoken to the Lord, he had a relationship with the Lord before he went into Egypt. God visited him multiple times and told him, you know, the plans that God had for him. You know, but the way I I see it in the opposite man, I I understand where you guys are coming from, how you're saying, Oh, this guy's changed, he's ready. I mean, three hundred dudes 
I, I get that. That's not a lot compared to the armies that he went up against. And that mm, makes it right? even crazier. Yeah. That, yeah, he, well, that, he that tells us that God was in it, right? Yeah. yeah, I know that God was in it. But right. what I'm saying is just the the sucker that let his wife get drawn off <laughs> <laughs> compared to this dude because his nephew, now he wanted, oh, let's go get my... No, yo, uh, bro, You can't progress. Chill, you can't bro. progress, V. I, I, I think you can progress. I, think I you're just missing, see it differently. And I, I think it, you're man. missing the point. You said that God was with him. That's that's why he yeah. won the battle. And yeah. Mel, Mel, Melly Mel says it afterwards. Right? Yeah, he even I mean, says it. I think of what's the other guy that had the 300 in the army, that the 20... Um, 20,000 showed up, Gideon. 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 You know, like God does that just to show it, it was him who was in it. So we obviously know that. But God was with him before when he yep. he lied for his wife. Yep. But he didn't realize that. He didn't have the faith in order to move that way. Over here, he, he right. does have the faith. Yeah. And right. this is this is more more dire, the situation. You're talking about war. More dire? Yeah. They snatched up his nephew. That's this, more dire than this, getting your wife no, I'm talking about, ravaged no, by no, the I'm the talking pharaoh? about you're going into battle. You're going right. into army. Right. He, no, he wasn't he wasn't in war. He's going He's to say He's going into but right. when they stole, when they kidnapped his nephew, I see it like, yo, all right. Nobody to told you the, to be living in, inside him. He had to take 300 men. He had to take <laughs> I get that. But y'all making <laughs> he that was, 300 no, no, listen, sound like it's he was 3 going million. he was going into war with the four kings. They're the ones that came down and pillaged and destroyed everybody. Right. And then they came to Sodom, took everybody, and, yo, we're going back. So he's going to war against them. Right, because yeah. they took... Abram, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, because they took, they took his nephew. So now, so now what, I'm, what I'm asking you is you don't see that his faith and his trust in God progressed from the time that he went to Egypt. And he was scared of the Egyptians, that they might kill him. Yeah. You don't think there I, was fear of him dying? Going to war? Right. I, I see that his faith progressed, but I see somebody who went into action with no issues, right? You guys are looking at it like that was his faith. And yeah, maybe it was his faith, but I'm looking at it like, yo, that wasn't his wife, bro. No, like, but even, even before the Lord, you know, before he had all of this faith to gather up his 300 soldiers and go fight in a war that he probably would have lost without the Lord, dude, that was your wife. You were 75. She was 70-something. You had been with her 50, 60 years. And you just let her get snatched off. That wasn't a thing of faith. That well, was like no, no, but I think, right. but I think that's what they're saying. They're saying he that grew. that he he ready to throw his throw his wife under the bus when you know when he was in Egypt. But now, you know his 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 nephew is in trouble. But he's like, yo, I'm not gonna throw him under the bus. I'm gonna go there because he could have easily because they had they, you know their herdsmen had beef with each mm, other, right? right? And they had strife, and that and they separated. He could have easily said, yo. Good, good luck. You 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 should have you should have known. You I made your, you, you made your bed lying. Your bed lying. I, I know, but you're not so one with your like, nephew. You're one with your wife. No, but that's why I think that he, it was a growth thing because all right, he was I one with too. his wife and he he just dashed her. I see that. Right. But Ange, you're expecting him to act. What he's doing in chapter fifth? What were we at? Fourteen. 14 yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You you wanted him to act the same way in twelve. But 12, we see he was fearful. I didn't want him to act the same way. You guys are assuming that he lived every day worshiping the Lord. Maybe he did. It doesn't it say that. that. It says that where they found him, in the in the land where he no, was but, living, right? Yeah, but in 18, it says, Then Abram moved his tent and went and dwelt by the terebinth trees of Mamre, 
which are in Hebron and built an altar there to the Lord. Yeah. That's what That's that was the last thing that was left and with it, Abram. It symbolizes his worship. It symbolizes his yeah. connection. That's what it symbolizes when it talks about these altars yeah, and that's what, these that's specific what places which were like places of worship. Yeah. Everywhere yeah. else it said that when he built an altar that he called on the name of the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't say that there. So all I'm saying is Yes, he built an altar and he was probably worshiping the Lord. You guys are assuming that it was every day of his life he was there wor- worshiping the Lord. You know, you know the the one thing, the reason why I kind of do agree because that last verse you read in eighteen by the terebinth tree, and in verse thirteen he goes the same. He goes, "Then one who had escaped came and told Abram the Hebrew, for he dwelt by the terebinth tree of Mamre." So he's like, he was like, this is where his place was. Ultimate. So it's very easy to find him because like, this dude, all this dude that, does is, is worship. That's what right. he does. No, it, listen, I get it. I understand what you're saying. Meaning he was in the will of God. Right. He wasn't in Egypt. No, I'm not he saying wasn't, he wasn't. He wasn't in the over here. He was where he is supposed to be. Right. Okay. And then where he's supposed to be is in the will of God. And that's how he was living his life. Yeah. All right. I mean, right? I'm not disagreeing with that, bro. I'm okay. not. So I don't get what you're disagreeing. He's with. just saying that he threw him under. He threw his wife under the bus real quick. So <laughs> with the quickness, right? Because he was scared. So the thing is, is like so he can't be scared, Ange. But no. n- right here, I'm telling you now, he's not scared. He's not scared he grew. anymore. That's because his saying. faith grew in God. Right. Okay. You believe you, that? You seeing? I see. Obviously, this is probably years later. Yes, his faith grew mm-hmm. in the Lord. But what I'm saying is the initial reaction mm-hmm. compared to from your wife to a nephew. It's completely different, and no, you're, you're 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 right. No, but the thing is, it's you're looking at it. I know what you're saying, and I see what you're saying. Like mm-hmm. your, his wife was more important than his nephew. Exactly, but I don't the, see that. But there. the thing that you're 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 missing the point of it was the situ- It's different situations. Like that situation with his wife, it was it was unfortunate, but that came before this situation. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like it's like it's like you're saying. If if this would have happened before the one with the wife, that you know, he would have went to war. Right, you understand what I'm saying? Like 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 it would have been different. No, we're looking at it as a man who's growing, and that situation with his wife, it just so happened that it came first. And I think it, and I honestly think it happened that way because that changed him. Like like you said, it was so like that's your wife. And what happened with him and his wife, it was like, your dog, that changed, that completely changed him to the point where he was like, dog, I'm ready now. Like, you'll be, I'm always by this altar. Like, it couldn't get no worse. Like, what happened in Egypt, mm-hmm. it was like, your dog, this, it could, I don't want to ever let the people that depend on me down ever again. Like, your dog, my wife? Like, mm-hmm. nah, like, he hit rock bottom. So you're looking at it like that, his Peter moment where the Lord right. looked him in the yeah. eye he after hit he rock denied bo- Peter. You'll be for you to have after three, he denied Jesus. For you to have 318 trained servants, right. dog, you ready. And it's like you said, as soon as the dude ran back, he knew exactly where to find him. Like, it was like your dog. It was it was traumatic. What happened in Egypt, mm-hmm. it was traumatic. And he's like, your dog, I'm, I live by the altar now. Mm-hmm. I live by the altar. I'm, I'm, I don't ever want to be outside of, you know what I mean, the will of God. And right. And it was it was fortunate for for Lot because dog for your uncle to have three hundred and eighteen trained servants that's a big crew. Yo, do we, yo, yo, could yo, you think imagine? about it? Because because the thing is, this is like a military industrial complex. He's like the president of a of a city. Your dog, that's general. A, he was a general, general, b a general. Because now he this is the trained service in his tent his, yeah, that was B. born. What about all those that were not born in the tent? What about all those that were not trained? 
because I know he had to leave a couple to watch his wife because somebody's always trying to bag his wife, right? Because she's a smoker. Because he's a smoker. <laughs> she's a she's smoker. smoking. Somebody's huh? always trying to bag shorty. He's like, yo, you and honey got to watch her. Right, right, right. Protect right. her. And you know what and, I'm saying? And the thing I'm thinking about is like, we're reading about all these kings and he's outside of that. Where he got his own, like, uh, uh, what is it? A commune? Like, he yeah. has his own thing. His own compound. Yeah, his own compound outside of. They call him the Hebrew. Mm. Yeah, right? it's, it's almost first, like yeah. he's reckoned, He's outside. He's intense, and you're, you're surrounded by Canaanites. You know, each, all these different other families and nation. But they recognize why they ain't come. You're after the him. one that's on yeah. the outside. You're the one that moved differently. They you ain't come for him because they were like, nah, dog. He got three hundred. I watched them. I went over the gate. I looked over the gate. Mm. These guys, <laughs> the way they be training, nah, 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 nah. nah. You understand what I'm saying? It's like he's outside of that. For him to get have 318 men, he he was aware of his surroundings. He knew what was going on with these kings. Right. Like these, it's just it's just it hits me like these men were trained already. But he's a nomad. These guys are living. It's it's dangerous. Right. Yeah. Like when they travel, when they make a move, you got uh, uh, marauders. Mm. You got people that just comes and kidnaps people and kill people. Yeah. So. They were trained, you know. They had to protect themselves. There was no cops. You can't call nine one one like, "Yo, they trying to rob me." So as he grew, right, and you know these these were men, right, taking care of cattle, lifting, working. These were men. So now, as as his as his, you know, his community grew, you had you know people that was born there. Security. And I'm imagining maybe a lot of these these indentured servants probably was willing to stay. Mm-hmm. Y'all stay with you even after my time is up. Right. And have families. So now all of these people he's responsible for. So now you're gonna have men that that grow up and that they're trained. Right. Right. They know how to protect. Yo, you gotta protect the sheep. How many sheep you think this guy had? He probably had thousands, yeah. hundreds. Mm. People that's gonna come try to rob you. Yo, these men. Yo, make sure you're trained so you could protect. The assets. Yeah, and right. it's just the the it where it says he divided his forces against them by night, and he and his servants attacked them and pursued them as far as Hobah, which is north of Damascus. It was like that's two hundred and forty miles that they covered, bro. Right. Three hundred and eighteen men. Like you said, this was like real military. Mm-hmm. Like this right. guy was prepared, B. And it just to me, it just showed as soon as he heard about his nephew, he got up, yo, we out. Like you said, it showed his faith. It went from a guy who was bimmy, scared, right? You know, for, for in Egypt to a man who had his army. He was ready. Soon as he heard his nephew, yo, he put his life on the line. It went from a guy who was threw his wife under the bus to save his own skin, <laughs> right? To now he's putting his life on the line, and not only his life, but the life of three hundred and eighteen other right. men to save someone else, to save one person, dog, to save his him. nephew, dog. That's that's faith, b. That's faith to un, to know that I'm gonna I'm putting people's lives on the line. Like dog, he was found by the altar. Dog, yeah. trust me. And I like when you said that. You know that 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 um really colors the image even more when you said uh he has thousands of sheep and you know the herd, the cattle, and all that. So he had to move with those 318 men. So could you imagine how many people he had to leave behind to still protect the sheep, right. the cattle, the herds, the women. The children, because you're seeing in in this whole battle, 
these these different kings was taking women and children yep. into captivity. Mm. So he had to leave a whole group of men in this industrial complex to protect the women and children and the cattle and all the things that, you know, that was with him. Mm-hmm. So and even this whole this whole rebellion it, it didn't last weeks. This was years of, you know, fighting. Mm-hmm. Fighting back and forth. You know, the, the the people like, no, we don't want to deal with this before. So, you know, mm-hmm. we getting it in, in, you know, twenty verses, but I think this was this was something that was happening for a while. Right, because right? yeah, and, verse four it says twelve years they served Shadalaimor. So you see that this was a thing. This rebellion has been going several years. Right, mm-hmm. and it says I think in the the fourteenth year, in the thirteenth mm-hmm. year they rebelled, mm-hmm. and in the fourteenth year, that's when um you see this battle kind of come to a climax. Right, right. So so this thing this thing took a while. It was it was a while before it 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 reached that boiling point. So in that in that atmosphere, you living you you you're living in the world, but you're not part of the world. Right. Mm-hmm. He was prepared. Intense. He was prepared, but it's not like all right. I'm prepared to go to war, but right. I gotta save. I gotta protect. Yes. These people that I'm responsible for, yes. and that and that's I just see it that way. And because of what he went through before, when he messed up, and he saw like the Lord protected him. Mm. How about a situation that's brought to him, his nephew, that he was he was willing to give up what he had for his nephew in order to keep the peace. Love. And now that's coming to you. And he has the courage to stand up and go save his his nephew. Love. And I think the experiences that he had before with his wife, with somebody that was that close to him. Yeah built him up built his faith in order for him to take that step that's how i see not definitely he he was a different dude in just just you seeing abram become abraham so now let me ask you a quick question no what would you say when you if you compare like when jesus talks about in matthew 5 turn the other cheek him going to army what would you think about that yeah yeah i mean him going to war to do what would you say what you mean by that? Yeah. You know, in terms of like, you know, the, oh, you got to be peaceful. I'm assuming. You got to take, you know. Uh, well, I, I think it's different context. Yeah, okay. Like, like, so, yeah. So, so how would you con- explain that to someone like, you know, a young Christian, you know, n- just got saved and they're reading this and they're saying, yo, I thought we're not supposed to fight or I mean, we're not supposed to do that. We're supposed to turn the other cheek. These or, are life and death situations, right? The war. You know, mm. if somebody comes onto the train and slaps you and it, and you know that it's probably just going to be a slap, you know what I mean? It's probably that's I, I see that verse as, OK, I'm going to turn the other cheek. If they're okay. trying to hurt you or hurt someone that's with you, then that's a different story. Like, OK, really cause harm. I mean, I the Lord, I think you can protect yourself. And all the people that are with you. Yeah, this ain't a slap on the cheek, B. Right. Yeah, like this wh- is kidnap. Yeah, this is different story, but <laughs> pillage and plunder. This is war. There were women in there, children okay. that were probably about to be sexually, you know, messed with. So like three hundred and eighteen men for you to go get somebody with three hundred and eighteen mm. men, it was a big deal. Like yeah. if um the news was around, this would have been headline. <laughs> Dog, you're dealing with kings. Right. right. And this was just showed me Abram wasn't no small fry. And even in that area, you know, like mm-hmm. dog, he had 318 trained servants. He had 
a lot of people he was responsible for. Like, and as we as we read on, you just see the interaction. Like, dog, he was dealing with kings. He wasn't just dealing with regular men and just right. regular you know, herdsmen. This wasn't herdsmen beef with right. him and his nephew. No. Yeah. So if yeah. All right, if, if we're talking about that um that uh lesson that Jesus taught, right? Mm-hmm. I see it as you getting personally offended. Yes. Right. So we, you Personal know, Jesus offense. is talking about a situation. Listen, if you get personally offended, mm-hmm. right, in order for you to maintain the peace that we saw Abraham do before, humble yourself and take that offense. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And I think he's using the example of a slap in the face. Right. It's an example. It's an yeah. example, yes. Right? But let's say somebody at the job site come with an attitude, yo, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yo, I didn't do anything. Why am I getting this attitude? Now, there's two ways you can handle that. Right. You could snap back and it turns into something else. Or you could humble yourself and take that slap, right? If we metaphorically speaking. Right. You take that slap and... That person might then leave and then realize like, man, I was wrong for what I did and then come back and apologize. And then that would open up a door for you to share the gospel. Or you could tell them like, yo, yeah, I wasn't offended, but you know, blah, 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 blah. That's just an avenue. But now if you, you get that slap. The real slap. No, not a real slap. I'm, I'm just saying the slap yeah. represents yeah, somebody a, a offending pers- you. A personal no, offense. Yeah. But I want to talk about the real slap because I, I agree with you 100%. The yeah. metaphor. Meta well, I mean, you, could, you, could, you have the right to protect yourself. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But do you, do you not hit an issue like right away? Or do you, well, if he hits no, you again? It, de- it depends on the situation. Right. Yeah. If, if you're in a situation and somebody's coming at you, you have every right to, to defend yourself. Yeah, right? I think so. You know, to the point of killing somebody. If that's what you have to do in order to preserve your life, then that's what you have to do. It doesn't have to get to that point. But dog, if you see somebody's coming at you evil and the intent is for them to murder you, 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 can, could, you could run, right? If you have the avenue to run to avoid that, run. But if not, if you're cornered, you have the right to protect yourself yeah, and I, do whatever you have to do. I totally agree with you. And and the reason, I mean, I was just bringing it up because I know some people struggle with that. And I've spoken to a few Christians where they struggle with that all with, you know, should they fight back if someone get attacked and all that. And this is just an example in terms of where we're seeing that, hey, this is not a personal offense right. where he needs, he does not need to turn the other cheek. He's like, yo, someone, you know, uh, attacked his family and I'm going to protect my family. I'm going to protect, you know, the, you know, my loved ones. And and we see it. Jesus did the same thing. Funny, like when he was taken to, uh, when he was being interrogated in John eighteen, when he's being interrogated by the Pharisees, when that dude slapped him, mm-hmm. what did he say? He didn't turn the other cheek. He's like, "Why did you slap me? Because if you had beef with me, go to the witnesses, because that was straight truth." It's like you're not gonna have me, you know, condemn myself, you know, according to the law. You have to have two witnesses. So why did you slap me? So he didn't turn. So Jesus didn't turn the other cheek. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And, and I, so that's and the I, only reason I brought it out for it to people to realize that there you can protect yourself. And I think the context also is different. Yeah. It's like, okay, situation with somebody kills your brother. Like we're talking about now, somebody kills your brother. Doesn't mean you get up and go get your gun. Re- yeah. Go take revenge. You right. know, this situation, I look at it totally different because, again, like I said, it was a, it was. At times, right? Yeah. One, it was the times. Two, it was involving 
a lot of politics. Right. These these kings and and three, Lot was kidnapped. He was just going to get get his nephew back. It wasn't like one of them situations where they had killed Lot and he went and he's like, All right, I'm gonna murder every all of you kings. It wasn't like that. Hmm. It was more like, Okay, you so guys was vi- a goal. Right. You guys violated what they did was wrong. You know, mm-hmm. you came, right. you kidnapped my nephew. Dog, I just want my nephew back. Mm-hmm. That's it. I, I don't even, and that's why I, I see it like, as we read on, we see Abram and Mel, Melchizedek, but like Abram was outside of this. Like these kings were beef and all of this. And it's like Abram was outside of all that politics. But when you grab, ne- when you grab my nephew, now you involved. Now me. he got involved. Now I'm involved. It's right. not like I came in there like, what you guys right. are doing is wrong and I'm taking revenge. No, right. dog. Right. Like, be. That's my nephew. I just want my nephew. I don't even all all that stuff that y'all dealing with, that politics is I'm not even about that. Right. And you're gonna see how how his spirit, how he deals with Melchiz, how he deals with the king of Sodom later. Right. You're gonna see his vibe like fam. I just it was right. just about a lot. I came I came to yo, I, I brought all these dudes with me to, to, to get my nephew back. That's it, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I yeah. look at the context. It's very right. important for us yeah. to read in context. All right, so let's read. Okay, uh, what you want me to read? 18 to 24. All right, 18 to 24. Okay, then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of God Most High, and he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he gave him a tithe of all. Now the king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the persons and take the goods for yourself. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have raised my hand to the Lord, God most high, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will take nothing from a thread to a sandal strap, and that I will not take anything that is yours, lest you should say I have made Abram rich, except only what the young men have eaten and the portion of the men who went with me, Aner, Eshkol, and Mamre. Let them take their portion. Mm. Who's Melchizedek? Yo, Angelo, who's Melchizedek? <laughs> I think it's a theophany. I think it was the... What's that? Go ahead, break it down. Yeah, that's a big word. That's I a mean, big I word. just think it, theophany is well when the Lord, you know, reveals himself to mm-hmm. a human. And there's, you know, a lot of those situations in the word, but um, what makes you say that here? I mean, not there's nothing specifically here, but when you go to um, other verses, where is it? Uh, Hebrews, Hebrews, right? Yeah, Hebrews seven, seven, where it says that he doesn't have. It says verse okay. three, he was without father, without mother, without genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like the son of God. Remains a priest continually. To me, that sounds like Jesus. So, do you think Melchizedek was Christ, or was somebody else? Because I struggle with that in Hebrews, where it says he was made like the Son of of Christ, and in Hebrews it tells you that Christ is made after His order. So, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I mean, well, what is it talking about? Hmm? What is it talking about well, specifically? Made after what order? The order of Melchizedek, his priesthood. 
because he, he was he, was, he king was a king and a priest and a priest right we, i think that might be the only similarity right that yeah. he had well and that's and that's true. and that's why I'd, huh so, so what you so jesus you mean yeah yeah but why is that so like, so why, so we we got this mysterious figure <laughs> Okay. Yeah. yeah. Who just popped up it. out of nowhere? He just right? popped up in the sea. <laughs> like all this happened, and it was like Den Melchizedek. Yeah. This, so this. so there's no there's no history of him. Right. Right. There's no genealogy, and he has this priesthood, right? And and his priesthood has no, um, when you go into the culture, you became a priest because your father was a priest, right? Yeah. When you go into this order of Aaron. But this guy was a priest, and he was a king, but, and and his priesthood and his kingship was recognized, mm-hmm. but you, what order did you come from? It's like yeah. it had no order, right. right? It had no line. And you see, one of the big things also you gotta, um, is that when we, when we, as we read further on, right, as we get into Le- Leviticus and Moses, as we go, like, as you're speaking of the order of Aaron, mm-hmm. The priest could only come from the tribe of Levi, right? It had to be out of the order of right. Aaron. Have to be out of you know from Kohan, um, the Kohan. Uh, um, right. So now and then the kings are only from the tribe of Judah, and right. those two never mix. You know, if if a king tried to do a priestly duty, you saw the punishment come down, mm-hmm. and uh, the priest could not be a king. Right. Those two lines never cross. Those two tribes never cross because God sp- um, set a specific order, and the Levites. They were there to, you know, take care of the temple, the tabernacle, mm-hmm. and the sacrifices. That's their job. And the king was to rule over the people according to the law as the priests directed them. Right. Correct. So those never mixed, right? And now here we come and uh and they're showing you this guy, he's being a king and a priest. Like, how did that happen? How did that happen? So right. that's why it's such a mystery. Right. And why it, it's you know it lends so much credence to who this character is because he's not following the order according to what right. God has set up. Amen. Dude, it, it says like it says he had no end of life and he mm. was made like the son of God. Dude, who else do they? I mean, I, compare to Christ himself. I don't know if does that mean he never he hadn't he didn't die? Yeah, I mean it says he had no end. It says. Without father, without mother, without genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of life. This dude is just supernatural. Like, he did not die. Who who else could that be? It wasn't a human. And then they compared him to I, Jesus Christ himself? Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's my question, right? Is it talking about his office? Right. Or is it talking about the actual man? I mean, why would they talk about his office but speak of his genealogy, his mother, his dad? And just like what Ralph went to, right. like, yo, he, how come he wasn't part of this order? Right. And not only that, why was he superior to that order? Exactly. Because Abraham paid tithes to him. Who who else is superior? Who's the only priest that would be superior to, to all, of, all of the other ones? Melchizedek. Right? Right. Mm. And how could that be if he wasn't God? Yeah, you I, see, I, I, I mean, yeah, I, well, mean I don't, we don't, I don't know. know. I think nobody knows, listen, but it just, sa- listen, I have to put saying, my money ahead, on it. Ralph, no, the things that, you know, like when you read the different commentaries, there's like four options, right? They give you four options. Let's so the four options is that Melchizedek was either some Canaanite, a Canaanite king, some Gentile king that was there that, you know, that witnessed the work of God 
and he he worshiped the true living God, mm-hmm. right? Because the way he called him, you know, when he says God Most High. So this dude had a relationship with the Lord, with Yahweh, right? So they think he might have been, or if he's not a Canaanite king, he was some historical figure that they just named here, and you know, and he believed in God. The third option is that he could possibly be Shem. Some people say that he possibly could have been Shem, you know, because Shem probably still would have been around at this time, mm-hmm. okay? Because Shem was, you know, contemporary with Abram. Um, so, you know, and then the fourth option is what you say is that he was a Christophany or, you know, Theophany. This is your picture of Jesus coming, you know, showing himself, you know, and, and so that's that's the four options you have. Yeah. And the things that went with, and that's how come people say it's a typology. Because when you say from Hebrew, when it says it has um, no beginning, no end, right? It's a typology where it's supposed to point you to say that this looks like Jesus. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see a lots of other typologies where this dude just behaved like Jesus. Right. You know? But he's not Jesus. Right. But he behaved. He has the typology where for us to think of, okay, this is a picture of him. Right. So, But I don't know. Is it actually Jesus? And yeah, that, like I said, when you continue to read through Hebrews and even Psalms where it says after the order of Melchizedek, you know, Christ had no beginning and no end. And again, it sounds good. It looks good. He was a king. He was a priest. Jesus is a king. Jesus is a priest. But it stresses that Christ came after his order right? as far as priesthood. Right. So, so that's why I think that yeah. it was... Because Hebrews is just talking about the superiority of Jesus Christ, right? Mm. right? How Jesus Christ is superior to Man. the law. Right. He's superior to the prophets, right? He's superior to these offices, the priesthood. Right. And that's all Hebrews is about, right? When you when you go into mm. it in context and what the, the right. writer of Hebrews is trying to say. Right. And in, in that, you know, bringing in uh, Melchizedek is kind of saying, like, he was that order. Right. I'm not from Aaron. I'm greater than Aaron. I'm greater than And right. he's using Melchizedek as an example of how, yo, you see how this guy was this and this, and he was greater because then Abraham had to pay him tithes, yep. showing that he was greater. Right. Christ is even greater than that. That's the picture I'm trying to yeah, and that's, form yeah, that's what know, I formulate. That's so. what I see with Hebrews when they break down the order of Melchizedek. So and I, I never committed mystery, yeah. I never committed the that, that, yeah, that was okay. Because so, he kept saying he was after the order. So what about when he says he brought out bread and wine? Communion. That's a big picture. Yeah, communion. Of communion, because that's exactly what Jesus did. Yeah. Bread and wine. Exactly. So now do you Okay, think- so now let, let's let's get into it. Let's get into it. We're gonna see how Melchizedek approaches Abraham, and then we go to see another character, Sodom, the king of Sodom, how he approaches. So Melchizedek, you know, he come out with a banquet. So so the bread and wine is like, yo, we celebrate and we having a banquet. Um, He didn't come empty-handed. And he, you know, he came with with praises for Abraham because he recognized how you won this battle. Mm -hmm. Like what you did... It was a small B. It was God. It was and he small. recognizes that. Um, so, you know, he blesses him, right? Um, he called him God Most High. He recognized the God, Yahweh, the God of Abraham. Mm-hmm. He recognizes that and, and what, he, what he said. And he recognized that it was God that delivered you, your enemies, into your hands, right? 
And then Abraham responded by paying him a tenth. Mm. All right? The tenth of the tithes. Recognizing his priesthood. Priesthood that you are a priest of the Most High. And you are a king, right? This is this is kings that's dealing right now. And even though Yo. Abraham didn't have the title of a king, now you see what level he's on. Exactly. Right? Like he was a big deal. Exactly. Right? Because right. he's meeting up with these guys and they're dealing. Exactly. So I don't know. There's a lot of mystery surrounding Melchizedek. Yeah. But I, I think, um, you know, he was just separate. Right, he was before. He was probably contemporary to Lot and um, another character named Daniel during that time. But obviously, he he knew the Lord, and Abraham gave him tenth. I don't know. And that's what Hebrews was breaking down. Like he was like, how could you know? He was like Abraham paid him tithes when um, who was it? Aaron was still in the loins, loins. of you know Abraham. You understand what I'm saying? So, again, like I said, like whoever he is, is just as Marcus was kept saying, is like he, he was above that priesthood because that's how the Jews looked at it. They were the priesthood, and nobody was above them. They yeah. were mediating between God, and then he's like, well, Jesus comes from this order. He doesn't even come from the order of that priesthood because just like how Ralph explained, he was a king and a priest. What priest was ever a king? Right. You know, and what king was ever a priest? It was like, yo, this is something different. This is something supernatural. This is something that's not of this world, this order. And this is where Christ comes from. Christ comes from out of that order. And that's all the scripture gives me. <laughs> and yeah, this one, this and this is one. how I know in part. Yeah, <laughs> this, this is, is the part yeah, I know. Everything <laughs> else, I mean, we could we could speculate, and I and listen. I could go your way too, king priest. Jesus is a king priest. Mm -hmm. The I could go that route, but again, this is the part I know, and this is what I'm gonna. Yeah, there's say. a lot of mystery surrounding that. So yeah, I mean, it's my fine. final it's answer like, is gonna be like I don't know. Yeah, at the end up. of the day, yeah, that's true, but it's, it's still Christ to you. It's, it's still Christ to you. I mean, I the same way you leaning towards it not being him. I just when I read that, I lean towards it being him. Right. So now Sodom, king of Sodom, how 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 is he moving? He's got to come empty-handed. And he and he trying to finagle 50-50 yeah. deal. Yeah. <laughs> he come with nothing. Yo, Doug, you come with nothing. Abram did all the work. Melchizedek recognized that Abram did all the work. And now you on some, give me 50-50. But it's crazy how he says, I don't want none of the goods. Give me the people. Like, you know, and, and that person's his souls. Like, he's like, give me the souls. You could keep the stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, so just I I wonder what y'all think. Why would he not want some of the stuff? Why was he his concern to people? So number one, you had you had no authority, you had no stake, right? Because mm -hmm. if you go to battle, you know, to the victor goes the spoils. Right. So Abe had all the rights to everything he took. He could have kept all of that, mm -hmm. right? So this guy comes in, no no food. Right, no bread, no wine, ingratitude. Right, he's not even celebrating what. Technically, Abe saved him. Right, he I I saved right. your your whatever territory because mm -hmm. I got everything back. Mm -hmm. Right, and so now he comes with 
thinking that he has this authority to to dictate how things are going to move. Because he's a king, and he's looking at Abram like, dog, you ain't a king. You know? like right. you, you, He's like, yo, I, everybody here is all kings. So since I'm the king and you're a nobody, all right, now I'm going to dictate what's going on. Mm-hmm. He thought because of his position as a king, it automatically put him in a position of authority. Of but power, but yeah. yeah, but Melchizedek was very clear. He said, blessed be Abram, best be able of God most high possessor of heaven and earth mm. like the and he's like it, it is this God that delivered the enemies into your hand he possesses the heavens yeah, and the yeah. earth he's the one who's really in authority he's mm. the one that's why it's like God most high like basically like that title is like the king of kings mm-hmm. like he's the supreme authority over all you kings right. Melchizedek put King, this King of Sodom in his place, right? Like, dog, you had nothing to do with this. Like, even Ab- like, don't even look at Abraham as the one who who did this. Nah, it was the God Most High. It was the King of Kings who who did this, and He's the possessor of all of this. And you see how Abram agree with it. That's why he says, "I'm not gonna take a sandal strap. I ain't gonna say nothing." So you could come and say that you made Abram rich. Right. Nah, all that glory mm-hmm. always goes to the God most high, the king of kings. Mm-hmm. Look, I, you had nothing to do with this. Abram agreed with Melchizedek. And then it also looks as if Abram completely like ignored the king of Sodom because set verse 17 tells us that the king of Sodom went out to meet right him at the valley. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing, it's all about Melchizedek and everything that happened, the feast. And then he comes back to talking to the king of Sodom. So it's like he went out to meet him and ignored him and went straight to Melchizedek and did you know whatever he had to do with that and then talked again to Sodom. So I think Abram was, he already knew he had no authority, the king of Sodom. Yeah. You know, he was coming to, it could be that he was coming to him, you know, on the humble, like, because most people don't want the, most people want the, the goods, right? Like the, the gold, the silver, whatever. They don't want the people. So he was like, take the the gold and the silver. Just give me the people. So he could have been coming, you know, with his tail between his legs, too. Mm. I wonder why would he just want the people he wouldn't want the gold? I mean, because he needed a kingdom to rule over. Uh, but remember, remember Sodom. What's going on in Sodom? Right. What type mm. of place is Sodom? Yeah. What What would he represent? Right. The, the world and the devil. The, the devil. devil. The devil. What do the devil. devil? What does the devil want? And that's why I was saying. Yeah, yeah like you said, souls. He wants souls. He wants souls. He's Listen, like, you, you can have you it. can have the riches. riches. Yep. Give and me the souls. Give me the souls. That's how he always presents himself, right? Mm. You know. That's why he he stepped to Christ. Right. I'm in control of all, all of these kingdoms. Things. I'll give it all to, to you. you. Just bow down right. onto me. That's right. You know, and that's that's the that's the the um the deal Satan makes with mankind all the time. That's why that's why Christ was like, what is it for a man to gain the whole world but lose his soul? That's why the, the word that's used here, persons, is souls. souls. Right. So yeah. you're seeing this, you know, rep- right. like you said, the representation of the devil, you know, wanting the souls. Like, dog, you could have the riches. Yeah, you could be the most famous person in the world. I'll buy it. <laughs> you could be a billionaire. Right. Go make two billion. Go make three billion. You could have all of that. Dog, I just want your soul. soul. Mm, because that's, that's right. more important than than all the billions and trillions you can make. Right. And you won't understand that until you get to the other side. Right. right. Like it was all nothing. Like all the riches and everything was nothing. So like I said, I see King of Sodom and that's why I was Picture stressing Satan. it. I see King of Sodom as a representation of Satan who just want the souls, dog. You could you could have the stuff. Yeah. And he's always trying to buy it, buy it, right? right. He's offering the temporary things for the, you know, 
the eternal things, right? Mm-hmm. Your soul that's gonna last forever. Or he's giving you these things that's gonna rot and and you know disappear. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and what was Abram's answer? And again, we're seeing his faith. Mm. We're seeing his character get tested. He couldn't be. We're bored. seeing his faith get tested, and this is the 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 growth, the progression of Abraham. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, "Nah, he ain't buy me." <laughs> like, no, it's, <laughs> so it's my, not going down like my that. My soul ain't for sale, B. Right. He, he couldn't buy Abraham. He was like, "Dog, I don't want nothing from you." Yep. The only thing he asked, and that was pertaining to the people. Except only what the young men have eaten and the portion of the men who went with me. Right. You know, so his concern again, the same way how he moved with Lot. Just the people he was responsible for. Just the people. Just the people. You right. know, that's why it's like, yo, I'll preserve, I'll, I'm all about preserving the relationship. relationship. Like, relationship is more important to Abram than money, Mon- possessions. Than, than possessions, than possessions, than all the money in the world. I don't care what deal. Look how, look at what the king of Sodom made this deal with him. Like, you could have all these possessions. Look at all the riches I'm ready to give to you. Just give me the people. And, Ab- and Abraham is like, dog, it's all about the people. It's all about the, the souls. Right. That's why he's like, cover. I'm, I just want to cover the men that came with me right. and what the men have eaten. So, you know, how he valued relationships. Like, relationships is more important than money, than all the deals in the world. You can have multi-million dollar deals in front of you, bro. It's always about the relationships. And you're also seeing how others are being blessed, right? Abraham being that blessing mm. to others. Right. Yep. And these men, and, and we saw it before, right? Abraham, he wasn't scared to give Lot the land because he know where his resource, where his sustenance, mm-hmm. where his provision is coming from, the Lord. And over here, we see it again, right? You'll let the men take what they need. He had every right to keep all of that. Yep. Every right. But he said, let the men take whatever they want. That's the only thing. Yeah. They let them get their portion. You, you're never gonna open your mouth and say you made Abraham rich. Right. Because everything I got is from the Lord. From the Lord. And after that, you could have it. Yo. You could have it back, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dog. But and, and that was it. But we're seeing nah, dog. dog, you see the progression Abraham of changed, Abraham dog. be yeah. <laughs> Yo, no, Angie. Angie no, hate no. Lot. Hate Abraham. Yo, nobody could get a pass in Angie. Nah, bro, nah, nah. You baby. can get a pass. Your sins are forgiven, but still gonna be a sucker. Nah, B. He's <laughs> growing. If sucker, he was a G, man. he wouldn't went by himself. Here we go. Come on. But he's gonna been like um, Rambo. <laughs> hey, bro. You want to get yo? If he would have said, "I'm out. Let me go." This dude is ninety, B. He, so was a, he was straight general style. He probably yeah, yeah, was like, yeah, yeah. yo, yo, you go over here, flank right, flank left. But he like, yo, dog, this hip is bad, B. I nah, can't. that 90 back then was like 30 years old, bro. You 90, he was like, yo, dog, I can't move like how I used to. I need 300 of y'all. 90. But you know. Hmm. So you even see, you know, the, the strategy for battle, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. All of those things are, you know, it's high level. C-O-B. This guy's operating at a very high level because... God was with him because yeah, he right. was in the will of God. Yeah. And everything you move, as long as you're moving in the will of God, you're going to succeed. And you're that's good, what God promised him from jump. He was like, yo, dog, go ahead. I got you. And we're seeing people being blessings because of, of Abraham, mm. right? He's the agent of blessings. Mm. So 
Nah, Abram is like I said. This was the growth, man. The growth, and you know, you know, you know, you got it, your V, because that's us, V. Yeah. If if we don't appreciate this, we doomed. Because this gives me hope that I. I could grow. That I'm right. not going to stay here. God, as long as I continue to just, you know, I got to right. be faithful to God. It's encouraging yeah, to man. be faithful to God because he's going to grow you. You're going to grow right. in grace, like Paul said. Right. Listen, we don't have yeah. to deal with kings of Sodom. We not don't yet. have to deal with, you know, Egypt. But there's times where we as men have to stand courageous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? In front of the giants. Right. You got to stand courageous now and you got to be able to know that, listen, I'm standing on the word of God. I'm standing on the truth of God. You might lose everything. Hmm. Are you, could you handle it? Word. All right. If you say something, especially in, in, now in the times we're living in and they deem it as being um, hate speech or this and that. Or and the next you culture. get canceled, you lose yeah. your job. Yo, mortgages do. Are you going to stand faithful? Right? Or are you going to, yo, pack up. Yo, let's go to Egypt because I need that bread. Or are you ready to stay in the desert and eat dust because you know that's where the Lord wants you? So, and Joshua is a great book for that, right? Conquering, mm-hmm. fighting the enemy. We, we live in a period of grace now. We don't have to go out and fight, but your family, right? Mm-hmm. Your kids. How do you fight for your kids? How do you fight against the giants of this world and spiritual? Against the right. kings of Sodom. Against the against kings the, of Sodom. Against the people that right. want the souls, bro. Right. The spirit. There's a spirit. And as men, you have to stand up and right. fight. Stand in faith and defend against that. Yep. Right. And I'm, I'm seeing Abraham become right. more and more of a man of God, of a man of faith. Though, and it gets it gets deeper. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Well, it, no, say it. no it's, a, it's a great point that you said about like standing for your family, for your kids. Yeah. Because I mean, the the giants that we do standing uh, that we're standing up against are the like the false ideologies. You yeah. know, the false religions. These that are sweeping up our young children out there. Right you know, they they they're being swept by all the lies they hear, all the lies that they see, um, whether it be on TV or social media. Or, you know, whatever it is, they're being lied to constantly. Yeah. And we have to be the men that's going to stand Who's gonna fast stand and to teach them and to show them the truth. Teach them about Jesus Christ. Teach them about our Lord and Savior. Show them who truly Yo, died for them. Teach them about the truth. The truth, B. The truth Yo, of God. A, a boy is a boy. A girl is a girl. Basic. Basic truth. <laughs> These are the giants you have to fight. And, yeah. and, I'm, and I'm serious. It's, like yeah, it's the kings of Something Sodom. that is so... Simple. Evident and so basic and so scientific now, that's a giant. Right. Where you stand here and you'll fold. You have to watch men that claim that they're men of God, and I watch you fold mm. when this giant is standing in front of you and you're not gonna stand up for truth and be like, yeah. nah, fam, that's wrong. Yeah. Right. But, and because but you're scared you're gonna lose everything because you have a lot. And right. you understand what I'm saying? And it's not, and the thing is, like, that's a good example, but Staying in context here, the king of Sodom presented him a deal for riches. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times, like you said, d- the reason you make the decisions where he's like he wants to, because that's his, his MO. He wants the souls. Like it's deeper than just the physical and right. the, the carnal. Yeah. It's spiritual. It's spiritual. Like he wants spirits. He wants souls. He wants people to go to hell. You know, that's the, that's the man, that's the person behind all these things. 
like these ideologies and these, you know, um, my truth. I believe in my truth. This yeah. is my truth. You know, this is something that's this is something that's eternal. This is something that involves your soul because this is what he wanted. And you saw his motive was, I want the souls, but I'll give you the riches. Right. And this was a point where Abraham could have sold out. This was Easily. a sellout moment. Yep. And like you said, you'll see people sell out because deep down inside, you don't care about the souls. You want the riches. Mm. So when that deal get presented to you, it's like, yeah, give me the riches. I don't care about the souls. I don't care that, like you said, children are getting swallowed up. Uh, uh, marriages is getting swallowed up. You know, society is getting swallowed up because of these lies and because of, of the things that's going on. Because you, you're stuck in your big mansion. You in your neighborhood. You got your house. You got your stuff. Right. You made your deal. Right. You got your stuff and you good. You're, and matter of fact, you making more money. Right. You making more money even pushing the things that's out there because this is what's being represented. It's like, dog, the king of Sodom wanted souls. That's what you're selling out. Every time you go on that side, you're making an alliance with the king of Sodom and souls are going to hell. And not everybody that live in a mansion. Nah. Because so, Ralph live in a mansion. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a mini mansion. <laughs> he ain't sell out. But talking in context, yeah, right? Yeah. And you guys understand, we're not saying that everybody that's wealthy sold out no that's not the message no i'm but i'm saying it in, we're in saying the context, in context of, of yeah. you being yeah. offered a deal where you know that it's a bad deal right yeah. and you know that, that souls are what involved. you're doing is destroying lives right. right whether it's in entertainment whether it's in the, the classroom wh whatever it is you know that what you're doing is gonna impact young kids okay other generations impact everybody in a negative manner but you were like you know what i'm about to get a check i'm gonna do it anyway and that's, that's what i'm talking about you right? know yeah. so that that's what it is that's, and that's the deal yo your conscience that's gonna deal with you you know until it gets seared it's getting that is getting seared yeah, but you know yeah you know of you course still you know. know you know you keep suppressing it so now let's look <sighs> at it yo abraham yo that that right the 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 war the spiritual side that famine, was it spiritual? Right? Yes. Where he had to move to Egypt. Mm -hmm. Then you go to Egypt and your life is in danger. Where you could have been killed, right? Mm. Kill, let's kill Abraham. And you got the contention with his son. So, right. Family, now you got family beef, right? And then now you got this whole war situation. You get kidnapped. Right. We're seeing all of these things. I'm still not ignoring this invisible right. war that's happening where Satan is like, Yo, oh, you're the man now? Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to have to come at you with everything. Yeah, so now right. I'm seeing these things happening in this, this man's life, but the Lord is, he picked them for a reason because right. you're going to grow and you're going to be able to conquer these things. I, I like the way you mentioned that because if you would break it down like, you know, the famine, then the, the, right. the drama, you're seeing that he's going from circumstances, which he failed, but then you know what? God still, you know, he interjected. And then he went to dealing with, with, with people, the strife between him and him and Lot and the, the, the men. And then what? He prevailed through the grace of God. Yeah. And now we're seeing with things, you know, King of Sodom, Satan's trying to offer him wealth right. and riches. So he's going from circumstances to people to things. Hitting you with all of the, you know, from all angles, mm -hmm. they're trying to come at him. But God is there. God is faithful. God is always and faithful. Abraham, Abraham grew nah, in his big faith. Time, big time, big time, big so, time. Yeah, man. Amen. Any last thoughts? Abraham ain't a sucker. 
Abraham is growing in grace. And I um, think and I thank God for his story. Yeah, Abraham is the man. Word up. I thank God for his yeah. story because as I'm reading it, there's hope for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to grow in grace, B. Cause yo, dog, I need it, dog. I need to read I need to hear this. I need to see, you know, the progression in his life. Cause it's like it says, you know, Christ is the the author and the finisher of our faith. And we're seeing him author this man's faith. And you're gonna to the point of where he gets to that point, you know, with his son, but you're going to see him finish that faith. And this Abraham. is what I said, like a couple uh, episodes ago, like, you know, God put these examples in, in the word for a reason. And yeah, we, we see their failures, but like I said, the Lord doesn't flaunt the failures. He fixes them. And mm. like, it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing, man, to see, to see how the Lord uses these, uses all of these, you know, human beings who mess up. And we mess up, you know, some of us mess up more than others, but the grace of the Lord is there, bro. And I love, I love Jesus for that, man. I just, I can't get enough of him, man. Yeah, man. If you had, like I said, if you at that point, man, just go back, build an altar. Yeah. Worship. <laughs> and he's right there and you see what he could do with your life. All you got to do is just go back, B. Mm. Go back mm. to God, build the altar, worship him, call, call out his name. You're seeing that pattern with Abraham. And every time Abraham does that, Abraham grows. Yeah, yeah. get out of Egypt if you're in yeah. Egypt right now. Wrap it up, Mike. Uh, Father God, we just thank you for your word, Lord. We thank you for the examples that you've les- left us, Lord. You've um, put the, um, the, the lives of these men and women on paper, Lord, so that we can be able to read it and learn it, Lord. So we just thank you for being faithful, Lord. We thank you for who you are always providing, always protecting, and just your mercy and your grace, how patient you are with us as just um, just uh, fallen human beings, Lord. And we can't be able to thank you enough, Lord. So again, Lord, we thank you for your word that just uh, sets us right, Lord, that washes us, that sanctifies us. Mm-hmm. Lord, we know that um, you're going to finish what you started, mm-hmm. Lord, because you're faithful, Lord, and Amen. we thank you for it. Yes. So, um, let this go out, Lord, and bless who it's supposed to bless. In the name of your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.